This is Caitlin Clarkson, and you're listening to Patch Turned Up, coming from the Patch Studio in Spencer, West Virginia. This is episode 11 of the Patch Podcast and show 4 of the Help Desk series. Today's podcast is Help Desk with Joe. All right, Joe, Help Desk with Joe, show number four, and we're here to help people, and more specifically, you're here to help people <laughs> with their technology issues and everything else that happens in the technology world out there on the line, and uh, talk to us a little bit today about what we're going to talk about. Okay, so today's news stories, we're going to cover Microsoft Election Guard, we're going to discuss YouTube TV, the uh, way they're going to change their subscription setup, and... Ring two-factor authentication, the Ring video doorbells, and that's actually going to shove us into our topic of two-factor authentication. So, whenever you're ready. Wow. All, <laughs> everything you just said is way above my head. So, I'm going to struggle today with what questions to ask you, other than, um, yeah, tell me more about that subject. <laughs> no, okay. So, let's start off with the first one. What's the first one you're going to talk about? Okay, so Microsoft Election Guard. This is a new project that Microsoft actually announced uh last fall, or actually last July, and then actually are starting to roll it out. And Election Guard is a new type of setup that could possibly change the whole way we do elections. Okay, so this is about elections. Yes. I wasn't sure, and I felt kind of dumb to ask that because I assumed it was, but then I wasn't sure. Uh, my first question is going to be, it is about like elections for gov- government officials and so forth. Right. Um, how how's that impact the average person? Why do they need to know about okay, this? Okay, so Election Guard, this is a new product from Microsoft. They've actually tested it yesterday in Fulton, Wisconsin. Oh, wow. And the way this works is it's an open-source voting machine software that Microsoft first announced back in May of last year. In the demo, voters make their choices on a touchscreen, very similar to the way we work here with our elections. Right. And once they're finished, they actually go. there's a printer, and it actually prints off two copies. You take one copy. You actually take one copy. Double check it. Make sure all your selections are correct, and you actually put it in this uh, voting machine. Oh wow! Okay. Then you take the second copy home with you, and then after all the votes are tallied at the end of the night, you can actually go online and check your piece of paper that you took home versus the piece of paper that was submitted to the voting machine. And it's all you know anonymous. There, the, you know, you don't have this paper that says Dave McCutcheon or anything right, like right. that. And it'll be just, you know, unique to you. You can actually double-check to, one, that your vote was cast, yep. two, that it was actually counted, and three, make sure all your selections were what you have on your copy. Nice. So that there's no finagling going on right. in the whole election process. Right. And actually, Microsoft is actually going as far as saying, you know, no election software, no matter what company you go with, is flawless. Right. That's obvious. And this actually isn't trying to, to prevent hacking. It's just pretty much making hacking useless because you already have all these fail safes and double you know double checks in place. So it's kind of making hacking hacking useless on these voting machines. Nice. Okay. And then I assume here locally in Spencer, ours are still the same machines they'll use again this year. I have not talked to Charlie White yet or not, but I do know we actually work with Castone yeah. Harris. Right. You guys uh, are involved in that process. That's uh, why I asked. I knew you'd know. Right. And uh, I spoke with... Uh, Richard Lockhart, the new owner, last night, very briefly, yeah. and we know that a lot of the counties across the state are going to the newer system and that Castoon Harris is working with, and I uh, sent this article to Richard last night to ask for his input, and he said this could be a big game changer. Oh, wow. Okay. So he said if all goes well, it, it could be a big game changer, and 
from my standpoint, I kind of joke and said, well, coming from Microsoft, it could go one of two ways. It could be really great or it could be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Depending on how that works out, I agree wholeheartedly. Right. But Fulton, Wisconsin, actually, yesterday they held some of their uh, primary elections, and yeah. they actually used the Microsoft product in as part of their elections to actually kind of a beta test to see what issues are could be coming up or what did they not expect because they actually used some testing last year and actually found the biggest issue they found in their initial test was from end users after they cast their ballot, two pieces of paper came out with their vote. Oh, wow. So, you know, they didn't know, why am I getting two sheets of paper? I only voted once. Is this going yeah. to count? So that was one of the biggest hurdles they had found initially last year. Right. So they're just getting the structure set up and people understand the differences. Right. Yeah, because that's when I vote here, I don't walk away with anything. It, right. It shows me on the paper and it double checks me on the screen. Right. And then that's my double check. And right. then it submits. Right. Um, which is okay. I don't need to walk away with the paper, but it, I can see where there's been so much controversy. Right. here in the last couple of years that that's a big deal right um, maybe not here but other places yeah yeah florida being the, the big one <laughs> yeah florida <laughs> i was gonna say the whole iowa debacle we had last yeah, couple last, weeks ago yes uh yeah so good that someone's stepping in to solve some problems right so and and i'm actually from my standpoint and richard actually uh said the same thing that he appreciates that microsoft's actually coming to the forefront saying hey no software is perfect right right and because and a lot of these software companies and no matter what software you use, and I'm not talking about elections, I'm just talking about just software in general, a lot of these companies will give you the perception of, oh, it, this is perfect, it's yeah. infallible, you know, it's ironclad. Yeah, <laughs> when in reality, yeah. it's not. Right. As we know from every software we've ever used. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if it was perfect, you'd be out of a job, Joe. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that sounds exciting. It's glad uh, I'm glad that you're on the forefront of it because we get that um, local view ahead of time. You did the same thing with the coronavirus and production and so forth. So this is Joe's prediction for election results going forward. Uh, Don't hope, know yet. Uh, you know. Well, from like I said, from right now, Microsoft saying it's still in the beta test, but yeah. if all goes well, I would like to see it possibly by the 2024 election. Okay. Just my personal opinion. Right. But, right. But you know. We'll we'll it, it, we'll have to wait and see. So this will be a game changer, is what you're saying. And yes, then, yeah. So uh, keep an eye out. Yeah, Richard said from his standpoint, this could be a big game changer. Topic number two for the day. Okay, topic number two is YouTube TV will cancel subscriptions using Apple's in-app payments starting next month. Okay, I'm pausing here because I don't know what YouTube TV is. I don't use it. Okay. And I don't understand how that involves Apple at all, but you know what? I'm sure you'll explain it to me. <laughs> Perfect. That, that's why you're my go-to guy for anything technology-related. Joe will explain it to me, okay. and usually in terms that I can understand, which I really appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make everything a little easier. So YouTube TV is one of the cord-cutting services. You know, you've heard of Sling, and you've yeah. heard of Hulu. Well, YouTube TV is YouTube's version of the cord-cutting service. Wow, okay. So... The reason they're parting ways with Apple is when you actually sign up for the service, one of your payment methods, you know, you always have, you know, credit card and PayPal. And actually, if you have an iPhone or an iPad, you could actually use it to set up to automatically charge your iTunes account. Okay. Well, starting March 13th, YouTube is actually pulling away from that and saying that option is no longer going to be available. Hmm. Any idea why? It's, it comes down to money. Really? Because with... Uh, if when any developer goes through Apple for payment processing or anything like that, Apple actually part of the terms of the agreement does a seven thirty split between the month. Ah. So, <clears throat> and after that, the developer get that's after the first year. After the first year, it actually bumps up to eighty five and fifteen. Oh wow! 
So yeah, they're just gonna cut Apple out the knot. Right. I, yeah, that I mean, there's so many ways to pay now that makes sense. Right. So why take eighty five when I can still get a hundred? Yeah. And YouTube TV usually costs around fifty dollars, but most subscribers who pay through Apple are actually getting charged more to cover the processing fee. Oh wow. So that's actually going to change possibly change you know the pain structure on that yeah so that that could be a good deal for the consumer because it sounds like they're just getting billed for the apples portion of it right and there's yeah there's there's so many ways to pay for stuff now that that's hard to justify if you're youtube right and apparently apple or apparently youtube's not afraid of potential issues as far as subscribers go because they're doubling down on this and saying the 13th that's it yeah. they're not you know they're notifying their users they're they're yeah. doing they're doing justice but they're not uh going to try to limp this thing along you know if you're a user that you have are using apple pay or apple's payments yeah. to pay for your subscription and come march 14th your subscription is due to renew and you don't and it doesn't renew that's yep. on you so oh, yeah, yeah. So, well yeah that's just good business right if they don't need it they don't need it cut it clean and just say here's the date that makes it easier for everybody in my opinion right which i my opinion is just me sitting here in spencer west virginia i don't use either of them but Right. I, I could see that if PayPal or Amazon or whatever just said, hey, we need to make a change, I would want it to be as of this date. Make it clean. Make it clear. Right, because you know there's still going to be some people, well, I prefer it this way. Oh, well, yeah. Tough luck. Know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You, you can If you can figure out how to do that and you're subscribing to YouTube TV, you can figure out another way to pay. Right. All right. Well, good. Is, that, is YouTube TV pretty popular? Like, does it yeah. compete with Hulu and so forth? Yeah, think? they all pretty much across the board are uh, – pretty comparable and that's actually we'll do another episode on on cutting the cord and all yeah. the options because honestly it, the the packages are very similar between all of them but it really gets down to the nitty-gritty of what particular channels you may be looking right, for right yeah we need to talk about that i need that personally i'm still using one of the satellite companies and i paired it down to next to nothing but i still figured out we watch tv so seldom and it's usually the same couple of channels right so yeah right now it's cheap enough that it's not a big deal but yeah, if, if you can even save an extra five bucks a month. Oh, yeah, five bucks a month. Soccer, soccer fee, man. There you go. <laughs> Which, you're not two yet, but one of these days. Well, we've had that discussion. You're uh, getting close. Yeah, we've actually, we're, yeah, we're heavy in that discussion at, at oh, our yeah, house about, yeah. about Sadie and soccer. So. Well, I just mean sports in general oh, or yeah. whatever, <laughs> dance class, you name it. Whatever, that $5 becomes very important. That's yes. a pair of shoes or cleats or shin guards or whatever the case may be. It might be a baton. I don't know, but... Yeah, you'll get there soon, and that five dollars becomes very valuable. Right, absolutely. <laughs> and you have three, so that's even. Oh yeah, that's I know. Even, so I that need three. to cancel three different things here to yeah. start about. <laughs> all right, all right. Topic number three for the day: Ring video doorbells actually turns on mandatory two-factor authentication on its video doorbells and security cameras. Again, above my head, but I'm sure you'll explain it to me. So I'm, I'm familiar with the Ring doorbell. Yes, we've seen a lot of like. Lately, I've noticed um, a lot of funny videos coming from the ring doorbells. Like right. People falling on steps or nice things. I've seen a lot of good things of somebody, a package was left out on the stairs and somebody picks it up and returns it. Right. I saw one, one of the Typhoon kids showed me a, a young man had found a wallet and came up and saw the ring doorbell and held it up in front of the camera and then stuck it under their doormat. Right. So good stuff. And then you see, of course, people stealing packages. Right. Yeah, uh, so you also get both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. But, uh, but a pretty neat concept. Uh, tell me about it. Okay, I'm, yeah, so, I'm curious. So this all comes out as a result of Ring's 
uh, security on their video cameras and video doorbells being compromised a while back. Ooh, did okay. you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, recently there was a big uproar, and it was actually funny. I was sitting at home at night, and I was going through Twitter, and all of a sudden Twitter was blowing up with people going to Ring, notifying Ring on, on Twitter saying, hey, my cameras have gotten hacked. You know, people people from other countries are, are hacking my cameras and talking to my kids. Really? Yeah. It, it was, I mean, it That's blew up. scary. Yeah, and immediately Ring first came out and said, Oh, no, it can't be us. It, there's something on your network that's, or something else on your network that's gotten compromised, and they're using that, you know, once they're in, right, right. they're using your ring doorbell. And then actually when they started digging deeper, they realized, like, oh, no, it's actually our stuff. It is ring. <clears throat> yeah. And there was a video that was uh, circling around on the news that there were these parents had one in their kid, their daughter's bedroom, and these hackers got on there and was telling the kids, hey, tear up your toys. It's fine. You know, stuff. You know, something like that. Well, which, hold on, hold on, back up. Okay. Why would you put one in your kid's bedroom? Well, that that was my thought. The first thing I thought was, well, why would you want that in your kid's bedroom? That's just. I mean, get a baby monitor. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't connect to Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had that back when my kids were little. Yeah. My goodness, it's the easiest thing in the world, and it has no Wi-Fi connection. It's totally secure. Right. Yeah, for my what in the world is someone thinking there? Anyway, different topic. But but yeah, (laughs) well, I'm agreeing with you on that because my first standpoint, I immediately just freaked out. I was like, why would you put that in your kid's bedroom? No, it connects to the internet. I mean, that's just a whole mess that I don't want to get into. Yeah. So, and it shows the girls, you know, freaking out and running out getting their parents. From my standpoint, if if I had that in my home and, and and that was going on, the easiest thing to do is unplug it. Yeah, oh yeah. Just unplug it and then... We'll put it know. back on your door facing the street where it's supposed to be going. Yeah, or, yeah, well, you know, I would just unplug it until <laughs> yeah, find out, ring comes back, deal, response yeah. says, okay, do this, you know, update it, and you'll be good to go. Right. So, as a result, Ring is now, which is actually owned by Amazon now, did you know that? No, I did not. I did not either, uh, but Amazon actually bought out Ring a while, it's been a while. Wow. So, they're actually an Amazon company now that's a whole business all in itself come up with a good product market it really well and then sell it to somebody big exactly yeah well you make your money and you know headaches that way there you go you don't have to do yeah you don't have to deal with that kind of issue so i assume you're talking about because they got it fixed yeah they actually implemented what they call two-factor authentication okay and and the way that works is we'll actually so uh this we'll go ahead and finish this up and then i'll explain two-factor authentication Because right. it gets a little lengthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so with the update, the, it requires two-factor authentication. And once and when you log in, it'll actually walk you through that process. And then once you do that, every time you log in from here on out, it'll require the two-factor authentication. Okay. Is that – how often does it log in and out? I mean, is that something you do? Because I, I just kind of – in my head, it was something you left on your front door, and it's on all the time. Well, the, the app to log okay, in. Okay, okay, yeah. that you log into right. to see – to, to I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Okay, right. that makes more sense. Right. So the one on your door stays connected all the time and just runs. Right. And then you connect to it to see. Okay. Right. I got gotcha, you. I understand. Right. I'm a little slow sometimes, Joe, but you talk me through it really well. I so got you taken care kudos of. Kudos to you, buddy. You got a big job in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So fixed and good then. Yes. For now. For now. All right. Do you and I know we talked uh, last week some about hacking with some of the Apple stuff and so forth. Is that something? Do you see them as a target still? I mean, is there? I don't know. In my head, if it's pointed out at your street, I mean, somebody could hack in and see you coming and going. But I mean, you know, 
you wouldn't know for the duration or anything necessarily. I don't know. I'm sure right. somebody could figure out a way to use that to their advantage. But Well, the, the uh, thing of it is it's not so much just the doorbell itself, but it's the people that had the cameras inside their house. and That's still – if you bring that in your house, you're asking for it. Right. Or at least put it in an area that if, if somebody looks at it, they're not going to be impressed. You know, it's not going to be anything of worth any yeah. real value. I mean, I could see if you put it in your living room so you can keep an eye on your dog or something. Right. Maybe talk to your dog. And I know they got something like that. but Right. I mean, not your kid's bedroom. Come no, on, people. No, I mean, yeah. there's, yeah, there's, there's. We need to do a show on common sense. <sighs> that'd be a, that'd be a multi. <laughs> <laughs> all day, all evening. Yeah. Late into the night. That would be a, a several episodes. And I have a feeling yeah. if you had to talk about that, you probably wouldn't make any headway with people anyway that need it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, there'd be two types of people. People that goes, why are you doing this? I know this. And then people go, oh, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> are you kidding me? i got to have it in my kid's bedroom. Yeah. Of course I need a camera in there for this. All right, anyway. Whole different topic. But all right, so. Whew. Scary stuff. Absolutely. Um, sounds like they got it fixed, though. So you went through a lot of stuff that there were issues with, but they got fixed and, and were going to help us in the future. Right. Um, I'm most interested in the election one because that's such a big deal every two years. Oh, absolutely. And that affects everybody. Well, and, and you know, nowadays there's such a big hype on, you know, well, my vote, you know, doesn't really count because it could be hacked so easily and this, that, and the other. So if something like that could actually possibly boost voter confidence, which in turn yeah. could turn out, improve, you know, voter turnout. turnout yep. Yeah, you're right. And then just confidence in general and how things run in the government would be a, be a bonus. Right. So always nice. Okay. All right. Anything else for today? Okay. So ready. If you're ready, we'll go ahead and get into the topic of two factor authentication, what it is and what it does and, and all of that. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Still so, above my head, but I'm ready. It's very easy to understand once you get into it. <clears throat> so two-factor authentication, what that is. Excuse me. Yeah, go ahead. So I, I know the average person, I imagine, struggles like myself with passwords. It took you a little while to convince me I need to write these things down, and the easiest thing I can do is put them in my phone. Right. Which I've started doing, which is super handy because, you know, if anybody knows you go to the cell phone store to upgrade or anything like that, the first thing you got to know is how to log into your account. Which right. I've never known over however many years I've had a cell phone now, and it's always a struggle as I sit there and the guy's looking at me like, come on, man, surely you can remember your password. And I try right. like 16 different ones until I finally get it right. Right, and it's that, always that one that you used 10 years ago yeah. that you never that you never use anymore. Yeah, well, in my case, it's usually they won't let me use the same one over, so i got to change it. Right. I'm like, well, this is what it was. What would I possibly change it to? And anyway, so a whole fiasco on my end. But now I've started listening to your advice there. I put them in an app on my phone, and then you've talked about apps that you've used and uh, so forth. But anyway, so two-factor authentication. Hit me with it. Okay, so what two-factor authentication is, it is something you know, which is your password, or something you should know, which is your password. <laughs> yeah, the average person probably yeah. does. And something you have or are, your fingerprint, uh, mm. your phone, something like that. Gotcha. Ooh, okay, so yeah, I've seen this. When I log into my Google account on a different computer, yes. it sends me a message to my phone saying yes or no. Yes. Gotcha. That, that is that part is of two-factor authentication. Gotcha, okay. So the way two-factor authentication works, most of the time the way it works is you log into a website, you type in the password, and you can either set it up with an authenticator program like Google Authenticator, mm -hmm. or there's several different authenticator programs, or you, or you can use the less secure, but it's still much more secure than not having it at all, which is send it to you via text message. Gotcha. And the reason I say it's less secure is it's a whole fiasco to get it, but it can be hacked, but it had to be someone actually had to target 
Dave. It's not a widespread blanket. Hack. Right, right. If if I was trying to get into your accounts, I'd have to actually get your phone number and yeah. know, transfer your phone number to my phone, which is possible. It has happened, but it's not an easy, you know, 10-second boom, I have your phone number kind of yeah. deal. Yeah, and we've actually done that before, <laughs> setting at AT&T or somewhere. They've texted me right, and said, all right, you should get the text. You have the code. Give us the code, and then we'll go from there. Right. Okay, so yeah, neat stuff. Good so, to know that they're looking out for our interests. Right, and, and the reason that's important is just for an extra layer of security. I have a friend who lives in Florida. He had an Amazon. He has an Amazon account, and a while back his Amazon account got hacked. Ooh. And the when it got hacked, it they started buying you know eBooks and Kindles and gift cards, and I mean just went nuts with it. Wow. So. He called me all in a panic, you know, what do I do, what do I do? I said, first things first, turn on two-factor authentication. I said, that'll at least kill it for now until you deal with Amazon. So he was fighting with Amazon, and that was a whole whole other mess, which I won't right. get into the details. But whoever he was talking to at Amazon at the time turned to the authentication back off. Oh. Yeah. So as soon as it turned back off, the charges started again. I said, turn that back on, leave it on, tell whoever yeah, lunatic yeah. is that turned it off to leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. How did it work out? Well, I haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks. So I don't know. Haven't. <laughs> so the charges could be really bad, yeah. or maybe he's getting some resolve happening. Yeah, and at the time, Amazon was coming back with, "Well, those are eBooks, and and it's looking like that you bought them." So oh, tough man. luck. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. I assume they can't track those because once they go on like your Kindle or whatever, they're gone. yeah, right. It it's part of your account. Huh. So, Scary stuff. Right. So with the two-factor authentication, if I get your password to whatever it is. Yep. If once I hit the put in a password and it pops up and goes put, type in your authentication code, well, if I don't have, have whatever that, authentication yeah. system that you have in place, it's useless. Wow. What all applications does this take place on? Like, I like obviously Amazon. Right. And, and I know it's done it with my Google account. Uh, banking websites, uh, Facebook, uh, it's pretty much starting to become Everything. an industry standard. Okay. PayPal, uh, what, you, what I always recommend my customers to do is go on any websites, whether it's finance, definitely financial. Yeah, yeah. Your banks, you know, whatever. Credit cards and so forth. Yeah, your yeah. IRAs, whatever you have. And check them out. for Check under their security settings under your your account and preferences and all that. And if they have two-factor authentication, definitely set that up. If yeah. they actually have the ability to set it up with, like, a Google Authenticator, always go that route. But if the only thing they offer is text messaging... That's better than nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do something. Right. I got you. If yeah, anybody, just don't stick your head in the sand. If anybody has any questions, um, what type of questions would you think they would ask? Like, how do I get it, I assume? Yeah, how, how do I set up two-factor authentication and how much does it cost? It's always, from everything I've seen, two-factor authentication is always free with all your accounts. For everything across so, the board. So they just got to go find it. Right. You just have to set it up. And once you set it up, it's not it's not too bad. It's, it's a minor inconvenience because once you type in that password... And then you have to wait for that authentication to go through it. You're talking maybe a 10-second, 20-second inconvenience, but just knowing the security <laughs> on the back end of it is If working. it's your bank account, I'll take an hour. Give right. me an hour if you're going to protect my money. <laughs> right. You know. So, yeah, and that's the same thing with Amazon or whatever. That's protecting your money. So, yeah, take the time. Okay. Uh, sounds great. Now, really, I asked the wrong question there. I should ask the question of what all should you go get two, uh, two variables of authentication for? specifically you mentioned bank amazon obviously anything else that we didn't talk about basically almost anything online. everything and anything yeah go I mean, find it and yeah even down to social media i know i know from mine and your standpoint social media doesn't really rank high on the on the list but right, right you know if someone hacks your account 
and starts posting stuff as you, and in a position you're in, yeah, you know, you don't need any negative response, right, right, yeah. But or just something simple as they hack your account and start spreading viruses around as your accounts, yep. you know, posing as you, sending it to friends and family. Hey, click this link or whatever, you know, something yeah. like that. Gotcha. Yeah, that could be very important. Okay, so life lesson for the day, or I'd say Joe's advice for the day. Go take care of your two-factor authentication. Absolutely. Across the board. Absolutely. So if someone had any questions, how do they get a hold of you? you give us a call at our office at 304-927-3588. Check out our website at amdigitaltechnologies.com or hit us up on social media at amdigitaltech. And as always, uh, Help Desk with Joe, helping the average person. And I know uh, you do commercial work and personal work. You're located here, one of our businesses in Spencer, West Virginia. You power all our shows and take care of all our stuff um, from our podcast to our broadcast to our YouTube videos to our youth <laughs> basketball games. That all falls under A&M. And as always, i got to give a quick shout-out to Cena, who's doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, keep Joe in the good graces. He wants dinner this evening. Exactly. Um, so we really appreciate all you do, Joe, and, and of course, Cena as well. So A&M Digital Technologies, make sure you get a hold of them for anything you might need. One other thing. Did you get the text message I sent you? yesterday i don't know the patch turned up podcast is official yeah i didn't understand that though yeah yeah well that was just a little teaser to say hey the patch turned up podcast is available now so check out apple itunes uh spotify anywhere else where you get your podcast look up patch turned up podcast nice yeah i got that text and again as usual it was above my head i was like all right patch podcast i got you i didn't know where to go though so that makes sense I don't. I'm not a big podcast guy, which is ironic because we're doing podcasts. Right. <laughs> but I don't listen to a lot of them. But I'm going to start, I guess. Um, so okay. So great. We're out there floating out in the podcast world. We're right. out on the line. Absolutely. And the first three episodes of Sierra's podcast is live. So okay. So we. So there is content out there available. Nice. And I know you'd mentioned the help desk with Joe's are out there as well. Yeah. Uh, check us out on. We are on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, anywhere you can pick up your favorite bod, uh, podcast. Just check out. Uh, Help Desk with Joe and Dave, and be sure to leave us a five-star review as well as the Patch Turned Up podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star nice. review. All right. Well, that sounds good. Well, that'll conclude our show for today. So this is uh, show number four, Help Desk with Joe, and I'll let Caitlin do the outro, and we're good to go. This is Caitlin Clarkson, and you've been listening to Help Desk with Joe with Patch Turned Up. Stay tuned in for more podcast news updates from Patch students. Patch, community, and children first.